When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 722 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Funky Ben Askren, James Dean Raider, and some of you. Every one of you that hears this is listening, and we thank you very much for tuning in to FRL on a Wednesday where we're going to start the show with a congratulations to our very own Ben Askren. Ben Askren, you made the list, number 88, just ahead of a nemesis, Jake Herbert, and uh, someone you aspired to beat in the pin stuff, Wade Chalice. Good night. Congrats, Ben. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. So it was, uh, yeah, nice to be on top of hundred because there's a lot of good wrestlers who were left off of it. And obviously, oh, I, I know, know. Uh, I know that hard it was because we've talked about it on the show the different eras and different styles and this and that. And obviously, I know that uh, I don't deserve to be any higher because I only wrestled internationally for one year. And had I done better, then I'd probably move higher. Yes, you have you have uh, articulated it. Correctly, Ben. So very cool. Um, thanks to all of you who have been watching it. Started a, a good conversation, we feel, which we we'd hoped it would. And probably the anger will get ratcheted up the more we get closer to to the number one spot. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's like. Let me eight- ask you this: Are you guys going to start going um, uh, like smaller than tens when you get towards the top? Like, will they be because? Obviously, you guys are doing like, uh, you know, say a 15 ish minute show with 10 people. Um, when you get more towards the top, is it going to be the same length or are you going to shrink down to like, you know, 15 through start, uh, 15 through 20 or whatever? And then. So I don't, um, I think we're going to continue the 10 per episode structure. It's just, okay. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to add a little more length into it the last couple of episodes just mm, because of, sure. you know, there's, you know, it's, it's obviously a little more prestigious. Says you get to the top twenty or yeah. so. So I could see it going like that. I don't know. That's a question I should I should ask. Interesting note is that someone that could be in the top one hundred, Tavel Delagnev, in the top one. Now Olympic bronze. He's got moved. I thought that was official like two years ago. I but I guess too. just now the IOC is recognizing it. Yeah, they move at the interesting pace. <laughs> uh, pace all their own. The IOC, but. Funny enough, Makov still does not get it because he is still serving a suspension This for is PEDs. This is the most international wrestling Wait, thing what? ever. All right, listen to this. Okay, Ben, let me break it down for you. 2012 Olympic Games, all right? Yeah. Um, the, 
the Olympic champion Tamezov. It was mm -hmm. Tamezov. He got stripped because he's a cheater. That was, that was he definitely wasn't using. He doesn't look like he's on steroids at all. <laughs> is it, is I'm gonna it, I'm gonna find that picture. Clearly a tainted sample. Now, here's what happens. So the podium gets shifted and guys move up, and they're going to be two yeah. gold medalists at at. Uh, 2012. It'll be. Wait, I think the Iranian. Why would they do, but why would they do two gold medalists? Because I don't. Because of the guys he beat. I don't know. Weird. Because there there would have been a silver and a then two bronzes. Right, but if you right? I think the idea is if you lost to Temezov in the semi, you, you would, would have, have been in the final. Yes, exactly. So, uh, okay. Gesemi beat Tervel for bronze. Um, so they move him into the gold medal match against Makov, who... So now, just let me finish the story. Makov Sorry. is currently serving a suspension for PED use. So he would be the Olympic champion, but he can't get his medal till he serves his suspension, and then he's an Olympic champion. <laughs> what? So he's going to be the Olympic champion because of a what? guy that's stripped for cheating, but he is currently serving a suspension for cheating... But he will soon be the Olympic champion because of the timing in which he cheated. So I can't actually find these brackets though. I want I want to see the okay. Hold on, wait. I think I might have found them. All right, here's see who beat who beat this who. This is Tamezov. I can't believe they caught this guy. No. Totally. Ha! Huh. This guy was doing. I would never have guessed. So if you don't remember, so Travell lost to Tamezov and at the Olympic Games, and then. Lost so I guess I still can't match. find the bracket, Christian. But there's there's actually been two athletes who've been disqualified: Tamezov and then uh, a Georgian, which I don't know where he plays. Mod Modzamanishvili. Modzamanishvili. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Uh, yes, but I still can't find the brackets to see who beat who where. They uh, apparently don't exist. Old wrestling results are hard to find. I think um, JD's I bet got Jason it. Bryant knows where it is. You got, got it, JD. It. Shout out techfall.com. Bring that thing up. Sachs. He's got him. He's gonna send it to him. But okay, okay, so that's that. So congrats to Olympic champion uh, Bilal Makov. Listen, they might test his sample, and then we might Travel might end up an Olympic champion here. I think they stop after ten years or something like they that. They do stop testing. So that's we got one more year. One more year. To oh, here we move go. JD just texted to me. Travel up there. So we'll see if he gets there now. Uh, Iowa Princeton Probables came this out. This is much easier. The Wikipedia. And some surprises Oh, no, no, hold on. There. You got I it guess. totally sort of wrong, Christian. Somewhat surprises. No, Christian. We have we're not a, done. We're not done. You what? got it wrong, bro. Got what wrong? You got the, why there's two golds. You got it wrong. Okay. Both guys who made the finals are disqualified. Oh, my gosh. The Georgian also, the I said the Georgian was disqualified. He also made the finals. Wow. So he beat Makov in the one semi, and Tamezov beat Travel in the other semi. Wait, so how does Iran get bumped up to gold? Because Iran lost to Travel in. Or, I, Iran lost. Iran in lost to. In the quarters. Yes. So Travel should be the gold. This doesn't make any sense. He beat Travel for bronze, I believe. Well, I understand that, but if you if if we're going by the logic of look at the bracket, if if in the semi Uzbekistan is disqualified, Terrell's not even wrestling in the bronze medal. Um, what? <laughs> I don't understand. I know what you're I... saying. It's it's probably more right. Well, I, what I'm saying is, 
if we disqualify Taimazov, then Terrell lost to Taimazov in the semi, whereas Gassemi lost to uh, Taimazov in the quarters earlier, <laughs> earlier in the tournament. Right, but that, yeah, but Terrell would then just be facing Gassemi in the semis. Who got made it. the finals, so he would get pulled back in. Yeah. Yeah, got it. So I think they got it right. That's Fair crazy. Enough. Both finalists. What an ama- wow. amazing. And that's just the ones they caught, you know? And that's just the ones they caught. And they still got a year left to catch them. They still, I guess you're clean. Your samples are, are passed through, so they can't they can't get you, Bill. Well, I, you know they had they caught someone. I think it was nine years after. I told you this, right? I mean, it was like 2017. They called me. And I got, I got moved up like two places or whatever it was because some guys got caught. Nice. Yeah. Sorry. All right. I uh, I I know. I I cut you off on the Iowa Princeton starters. Yes, Iowa Princeton starters. That. We talked yesterday at length about Glory's got to go because he's you know he's chirped about Spencer not wrestling him. Spencer's not going to be wrestling against Princeton. It'll be Jesse Ibarra. Um, other surprises. Ooh. Other surprises. Um, Brettley Reyna or Cody Seabrick listed at 49. TBD at 174. So they don't. They what need do you think to going on there? I think, uh, I don't know if Kimmer was dealing with illness or something. But he w- he's been... Dealing with something, but it's interesting. So why not just put Kimmer or Mouse Wilson or Nelson Brands? Could we see Nelson at seventy four? Well, here's I don't. Miles Wilson just got back from U twenty three, so I don't know. Even though they do have Cassiope listed, um, Nelson, who knows what his descent plan is? If he can go, I'm sure he's going to be competing for one eighty. I know, but you're going to put somebody out there, right? By law, yeah. I mean, they you, don't you have d- to. You don't have to. That that is true, but I mean, you have to have like an idea of maybe they literally have no guys. idea who's gonna maybe they're like I don't know maybe there's gonna be wrestle offs or some sort of competition to to determine it. Um, but I, I just don't think I've ever seen a TBD on a. I I think probably. we have. I think we have. I think got to be that at some point. I'm but, sure. Well, Patrick Kennedy's also listed on the roster at 174. I know we saw him compete at 165, and, and they, they use they're red not going to. I, I wish we could do the football redshirt thing. You know, toss him out for a couple duels, duel yeah, or two. Isn't that you can do that now, right? I don't think so. No, I feel like you should you should be able to do that. It's really stupid. You should be able to, but you can't. Yes. So Ibarra, the, the couple notable things here. Ibarra's redshirt is pulled. He's attached. Um, he wrestled attached, I believe, at Luther. So he's this year of eligibility for him is is gone, wow. but it makes sense. One, Tom basically alluded to the fact, hey, we're going to need twenty fives throughout the year. Basically, when Spencer's not wrestling, he said Spencer's available when he's available when he's on the mat. That's when he's available. And I I, I really did not like that answer. Yeah, well, I I think honestly, why not just say from the outset? Everyone knows what's going on with Spencer. Everyone knows what he went through last year. And yes. we're going to use him when we use him. And you all know why we're going to be selective here. And Correct. So you may not see him for some big matches, like, you know, against number whatever, two or three Patrick Glory. You might not see him against yeah. these kind of guys because we're trying to get him to the finish line. But, yeah, I, I feel like it's so easy to say, hey, you guys know he's dealing with injury issues and we're not going to see Spencer a lot this year. Or... Hey, he's recovered really well. 
you know, maybe not 100%, but we're going to see him in quite a few matches. Like, it would be it would be fairly easy to outline uh, something relatively true of how much we're going to see him. Yeah, I think that's fair, especially, you know, the, given the the big push. Listen, he's the biggest, he's a, the greatest Hawkeye ever. He'll probably go down as such in yes. a matter of months, right? He's the biggest yes. draw ever in the history of the program, I would say. Yeah. They sold out they sold out their season tickets. That has never happened. That is the Spencer Lee Iowa and you can say it's yeah. the team. The team is really good, but it is it is Spencer. So with that, I think they could just do them I just think it's all about just do yourself a favor. Just say, "Hey, yeah. I don't think this is some this isn't some new thing that he's not wrestling. I think it's probably always been the plan. Yeah, we're not going to wrestle him against in November against Patrick Glory, which makes sense. And his health I you know, I'm sure Spencer's going to say he feels really healthy, whether he feels really healthy or not. He's never going to, yeah. he's not going to be like, oh yeah, my knee's sore. Oh yeah, I'm, I feel limited. Like, he's not going <sighs> to say that. So uh-huh. I think just do him a favor and yourself a favor and just be like, yeah, we're not, not going to see him all that much. And we all know why. No one's going to be like surprised in that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think it's really easy. Hold on. I unplugged yeah, I think it's really simple. I mean, no, no, I, I said I think, I think it's really easy. I think you're right. It's, it's simple to say. I'm still wondering, I mean, I guess he's just never going to get them fixed and he's going to wrestle internationally like this because it mm. seems as though as he, if he didn't get them fixed last offseason, why would you get them fixed? Because be, I think I don't – I would not say that's necessarily true because here's the thing. Do you think it's going to be after this year? It could be. Okay. It could be after this year, and it would make sense because if he'd have done it in the offseason last year, it would basically eliminate him from wrestling this year. This is Iowa's window, and he wants to be a part of that, right? And he yeah. can very obviously win pretty limited at, at NCAAs. Yeah. So get through sure. this year. It's probably one of two things. See how you're feeling. Maybe you're mm-hmm. – he's a, he's a freak, so maybe he's just going to be a ACL coper, as our medical <laughs> expert called it for both knees and he'll be able to compete really well with it. Or you get to the finish line in March and you say, okay, now I get my surgery. I get a year to recover and then I can try to make a run at the next world team, which is the biggest one. Cause you want to be on the 2023 world team for all the benefits yep. that go into 2024. So the timing sure. makes sense. And you know, they've kind of put off the, the procedures okay. in, in the past. I think with yeah, I, I just thought there. at this point the ACL was um, say on the very very short end, uh, say a four month surgery on the very long end, maybe seven to eight months. And so if you were to do it right away in March when a season finished, um, you well, know, remember, you're looking at but being, remember, it's a re repair. It's already in, it's the one they already tore. So if you get it fixed again, it's a longer. It's really not, yes. The second time's longer. Yes. We went over oh, this on okay. the show, Ben. Come on. This I remember a, we had that doctor we on. This at but length. I don't. The really? Yeah. ACL re repair. So anyway, no Spencer. I mean, obviously fans want to watch him, uh, and obviously There's gonna be a lot of angry fans that uh, bought season tickets. Well, I, I think one thing that stinks about just. It's like in baseball, there's like 81 home games. And in NBA, basketball, or even other sports, but there's only six home duels for, for Iowa. So there's only six opportunities to see him. Now, now you're down to five to watch Spencer wrestle 
and Carver Hawkeye. Oh, I'm yeah. fan appreciation day, too. <laughs> well, they're gonna they're wrestling <laughs> most of their starters. Yes, you know, and I think most of the fans listen. His interview with ESPN went absolutely viral. Everyone knows he's yep. he's injured, right? Yeah. And Tom Brands said it in an interview. He said, "What's best for the individual is best for the team." Talking about basically just being the best in March. So I think most fans will understand this is what is best for whoever is not wrestling is doing it because it is best for them to be their best in March. Also, I think I think one of the main reasons we're we're talking about this is I think Coach Brands just hates talking about injuries, period. He doesn't want to get into it yeah, at all. He sees absolutely no value in it, which I understand that. And so if you see no value in talking about it, you're probably not going to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, wrestling, I don't want to say it's getting to be mainstream, but we are getting to be kind of a bigger deal. And people people want answers. People care. And it feels really weird now when they just kind of essentially they're avoiding the question. They're saying, I'm not really going to answer that. You see that in oh, but college football is the same. It was way. a huge deal in the NBA three summers ago. When stars were sitting out to rest, they didn't want to play back to backs. And then there was there was like scheduled maintenance or something. I forget how they described it. Um, scheduled with, maintenance. It was like it was like a like a you know a two thousand two Corolla. No, I think what was it? what were they saying? Oh, like I think like Saban or Dabo Sweeney. They'll like grill these guys about injury information. They they do not give up. James Franklin. I think all these coaches are Brack. If Brack here, here, he'd be like. No college coaches. I don't want to hear their sports. Yeah, Bracky would know. Um, but I think none of these college coaches ever talk about injuries. And, like, Tom Brady was listed as questionable by the Patriots for, like, 15 straight years. They always listed him as questionable in the injury report. Wait, what? Yeah. They just How many games did he miss out of those 15 years? Very, very few. I mean, he missed an entire season with an ACL, but... He basically never missed it. It was huh. just always it was some weird head game thing that Belichick was always playing. Interesting. Uh, yeah, very interesting. So it's not it's not something unique to wrestling that coaches don't want to talk about injuries. You know? Well yeah. in hockey famously okay. too, they would just say lower body. Lower body injury. <laughs> lower body. Could be a toe, hip. Who's to say? So yeah, no I think the more interesting thing is the the red shirts, you know, if we see a Brett Lee Reyna who could red could be, you know, his eligibility year could be preserved if he doesn't wrestle, and Ibarra, um, who's is already out. I think that says to me, it's like okay, well, we know what we've got coming next year with Drake Ayala, so it's unlikely yep. that I I honestly for for Jesse and I like Jesse a lot. I don't know when he's gonna ever see the Big Ten lineup. For, for Iowa, yeah. when he's ever going to be the Big Ten starter, barring injury, because I'd be surprised if he can beat out uh, Drake next year. I'd be surprised if he could go up to 33, because I think he's a true 25. I'd be surprised if he could go up and beat Shriver. And then I think Drake will be at 25 until Jessaroga is ready, and then I think it'll be him. So it's going to be, it'll be, a, I think it could be uphill for Jesse to get in the lineup, and I think. I look at this like they see the writing on the wall with that, and it's like, well, we should use him now in these in these dual meets to get some utility out of yeah. Jesse and let and give him opportunities to wrestle. So yeah, I mean, the other, the other part of that obviously is that with this extra year, it also means 
if you're going to do five years, which includes a red shirt, then you have to do six. And unless kids are have an idea of the, the graduate degree they want, like why string out, right? If you don't plan on getting a graduate degree in something, why string out another year? So you might as well just wrestle. You already had your red shirt year last year. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. it's just, it's a, it's not like he's a true, true freshman. It's his, it's his second year in the lineup or second year on the team. Uh, so yes. 74, I really, I'm curious. It's, I'm also curious just not seeing Nelson Brand's name on there at all. I don't know what his availability or his status is. You know, I said, I thought we would see him. I, I thought we'd see him. Right. Yeah. But it's Assad that's mm-hmm. getting the, getting the nod. So did anyone ask the, uh, them about that, uh, Nelson, or no? I didn't hear – I did not hear him asked about. I did not hear Nelson, Nelson asked about. So probably the big match now is is likely Caleb Young versus Quincy Monday. It should be a pretty competitive match. Those two have some history there. Yeah. So, uh, But definitely takes – I mean, Glory Lee is far and away the biggest match, match. Of, the, of, the, of the week – Right, maybe of the month of November potentially, and yeah, because so, we haven't seen Glory in, in folk style in two years now. Right, right, yeah, that's really. And funny. there's and there's heat there, right? There's heat there from Glory. Yes, agreed. Uh, yeah, I'm interested that's too to bad. see 97. Um, Glazer was listed as a possibility, uh, and Stout for Princeton. He's a pretty pretty solid freshman, so. Uh, I think, you know, Warner would obviously be a huge favorite, but Glacier versus Stout could be interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, hey, is it Nebraska and North Carolina? Is that tonight? Tonight? No. I think so. Is it? Are you sure? You know what? I will, I will sure. Google it real quick for you. I, I want to say it's tonight. It I thought I remember tonight. seeing it somewhere. Oh, snap. It is Wednesday tonight. Night Whoa. Well, yeah, watch that. What's the biggest What's match in that duel? Um, probably what forty-one. You're gonna have a good match. Yes. Uh, fifty-seven. Peyton around Boston O'Connor. Uh, yeah, Boston's gonna work him right. Yeah, kind of feels. Let's see. Who's going forty-nine for Nebraska? Yeah. Love it. Keyshawn Clark and Chad Red's fun. Ridge love it, and, and Zach Sherman's gonna That's be fun. fun. Uh, 74, maybe Mikey Labs versus Gavin Kane could be fine. You have some good matches in here. Yeah. So that's a solid nice. duel. Definitely fun, some, some fun, uh, Wednesday night wrestling. That, and it doesn't even start till 8, 8 the p.m. The old Liam Cronin versus the young Spencer Moore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, this is like, we should look at their high school graduation. Spencer, <laughs> like Spencer Moore, I, well, their actual 18? age would be more far apart because Spencer Moore graduated as so. I mean, literally, Spencer Moore graduated as UWWK eligible, which means he he is impossible that he turns eighteen until twenty twenty two at some point. Yes, so oh, wow. he's seventeen, and yeah, I mean, ridiculous. What a beast! Wow. For real, everyone everyone else is trying to be as old as possible in college. Trying probably like twenty three or four. He's trying, to be, he's trying to be as young as possible. He's trying to be as young as possible. Forever young. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah he is, he uh, he's so young. It's, graduating at seventeen is super young, and you know he's uh he's not even really close to eighteen. Yeah. Okay. That's age talk. Should be exciting. age talk. Should be an exciting duel. We'll be checking it out for sure. 
where to next? Do we want to talk about uh, some emails or voicemails or did anyone yeah, send a Yeah, you know, we, uh, we, we did that, that uh, voicemail thing and the video submission. There hasn't really been all that many. We had a couple and I enjoyed them, but we haven't had a ton of them. Well, we've been getting a lot of them. We, just, we have not been uh, properly implementing them. Oh, really? Say. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Keep sending them in. The more the merrier. Well, Actually, I want to hear from Iowa fans. Uh, send in your thoughts on oh boy their lineups. Oh they, boy, we might not play them. They might just be for my own pleasure or amazement. But I want to well because you know I think there's going to be a good variety of fans that are mad that they don't get to see the starting lineup and fans that are understanding. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mm, I'm sure there will be. I think it'd probably be ninety ten ninety percent probably up are fine with it. I think there's 10% that are probably like extremely disappointed and vocally so. But well, what would that percentage be if it was someone who was on say Oklahoma State's team? What do you mean? <laughs> if it was flipped about Spencer not competing. Oh yeah, we'd be hearing all about it. They they Yeah, from Iowa fans. They would not like it. They're chickens then in that in yes. that instance. Um oh Ben, big news for you. Oh what? Crypto, not really. Staples Center, where the Lakers I play. This, they're, yeah. they're a basketball team. Um, Who are they again? Yeah, I will get into it later. Uh, Crypto.com Arena. Absolutely. Tyler, our producer, says no one is actually going to call it that. But Why not? Think. Yes, they will. They, they won't for like two years, and then they'll just start. Because that, that happens every stadium. is You want to call it what it's been called forever, and then eventually everyone kind of forgets the previous <clears> name, and you just call it whatever it's actually called. Can you imagine if they change like Wrigley Field to like, <laughs> I don't know, crypto.com? Crypto. Crypto. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's hard to call anything with a dot com in it, though. If it was called like the crypto arena or something like that, yeah. that's a little easier. Flows off even, the tongue a little even nicer. A Bitcoin arena. Yeah, yeah Bitcoin arena. There we go. But crypto.com well, is, is not a arena. company or anything, so they can't pay for it. It would be, yeah. I mean, so when we were in college, the Mizzou Arena was being built for the basketball team, right? So there's the Hearn Center. Mm-hmm. Mizzou Arena was be built, being built next door. So this is, you know, uh, 15 years ago or whatever. And the Walton family wanted to donate a very large amount of money to see it get built. So they also requested it be named after their daughter, Paige. And so it was literally being going to be called Page Arena. And then she got caught cheating. She got caught cheating. And so they said, no, we can't name it after her because of her academic dishonesty. And I thought the whole time, like, wait, wait, wait. Were we naming it after her because of her academic excellence? Or were we naming it after her because her parents donated a whole bunch of money? Because I'm pretty sure it's because her parents donated a whole bunch of money, not because of her academic excellence. But yeah, I mean, so to your point, we called it Page because it had been named the Page while it was being built for like a year. So we called it the Page for a couple of years until you know everyone forgot about it. Dang, Page, shame on you! You you <laughs> really blew right? it. Think all the opportunity in your life, and you had to cheat. You could have had an arena named after you. <laughs> well, I'm saying like if your parents got that many millions of dollars, and then you go to college and you're paying someone to do your work because that's what was happening. Why would you go to college in the first place? Just say, I'm so rich. I'm going to go do whatever the hell I want. I don't know. Because then you get to tell people you have a degree. I I mean, it's a fun experience, right? You wanted to stay in college forever, Ben. Yeah, but I did my my work. I was was also there to do something. Nerd. Like, if I I had $100 million, if I had $100 million, maybe I would go to the college place, right? Maybe I'd move to a college town and then just do whatever the hell I wanted. Okay. 
All right. Well, that's fair. All right. Yeah. Um, where, where are you going to pull up first here, Jermichael Dean? Um, well, first, I wanna, want to remind everyone, the number is 515-509-5071. Write that down. 515-509-5071. So, Call today. That's right. Uh, let's go our friend uh, Old School Wrestling Clips. They have a question oh, good. about heavyweights versus lightweights. Wait, mm. hold, can I can I say Which one thing for you? He had a clip last night of <clears throat> Lou Roselli and Stephen Abbas wrestling. Yes, that was a good it clip. Was great. You saw it? I saw it. The like Oh, so awesome. Reattack Duck Under. Yeah, it was nice. I'm gonna go watch it right oh, now. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Old school wrestling clips. Heard y'all talking about me today on the podcast. Got a little cold spray. Anyway, back to the business. Um, heavyweights, big debate. Are heavyweights as good? Are they as skilled as lighter weight classes? There was a debate on Twitter about it. There was a poll uh, where over like 200 people answered, and it was split 50-50, which I thought was really interesting. Um, some people think that heavyweight wrestling is less skilled than lighter weight classes. I was wondering if y'all could weigh in on that topic. Um, take care, y'all. Mm, ben, I'll this let you easy. take this one. This is so simple. Hell no. The bigger you get, the easier it gets. So there's multiple factors in here. Number one in America would be that if you're gable size and that athletic, generally you're playing another sport. You do not wrestle. Okay, so that that would be a huge factor. But number two, just because of the way the body moves and the, the the dynamics of the weight, you can cut out solid 50-ish percent of the moves from being highly functional at the upper weights. I mean, are there a few guys who try to do some of those moves? Yes. But uh, if you watch the lighter weights, then, man, it's it's just not nearly as many. And so I think, yeah, I think they're not nearly as skilled, but it's, it's, they're wrestling guys, their size, and that's who you're competing against. And, um, that's fine. Like, I don't see, you know, like you wrestle who you wrestle. That's why there's weight classes. Like they literally can't. (laughs) Yeah. They literally can't. Yes, absolutely. With, uh, the flexibility and just the, the weight mechanics sometimes of like your strength versus your body mass. Um, it just doesn't work out the right way. And that's fine. I mean, just like in the UFC, it would be like expecting a 125-pounder to have the same knockout power as a heavyweight. If you look at the knockout rates at heavyweight, it's like three or four times what it is at 125 because of the way the the force you're throwing compared to the body mass and what, you know, what it can take. Mass times acceleration. Force equals mass times acceleration. Yes. There you go. There it is. Well, what do you guys say? Am I uh, right on? Of course. Yeah. There's also the, the higher risk factor where – like, you know, you don't want to get underneath someone everywhere and they can put all yes. that weight down on you. So, yeah. Like yeah. the sprawl works about seven times as many times at heavyweight than it does at other weights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, yeah, at 125, 133, you can hold on like this for years, maybe. Like, you know, they're never going to break your grip because there's just not enough force being put on your shoulders. Heavyweight, you're not going to hold on to the leg. That's a lot of mass. Yeah. What? That's a, lot, a lot of mass acceleration. That's a lot of mass. Yes. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. There's just a there's just unquestionably more technique that is utilized for the lighter weights than 
Yeah. And upper weights. And then, yeah. And then obviously. Doesn't uh, mean I like it less or more. I love, I love heavyweight wrestling. Gable's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. I love highly skilled <laughs> heavyweight wrestling. Some of it. There's some of it that's really bad, Christian. There's some, there's some of it that's really good. Listen, I when mean, you've right, seen what right I've now. seen at Buffalo Gap, come on. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's it's every everything's a, uh, is, is a treat. You love dog in the gap. Well, I just you yeah. know I I I had a different high school wrestling experience. Different. I didn't grow up wrestling in Wisconsin or Iowa. It's a little different in Virginia, and um, yeah, you, you appreciate the the higher levels of wrestling. But yeah, the gap okay. is one of the the highest levels. It's just, it's just <laughs> it'll all come around. It's different, like heavyweights and lightweights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Same, mm-hmm. same, but different. Yes. Okay. That's a good question from old school. Uh, this one isn't really a question. We asked, uh, somebody asked it a couple weeks ago about what match she would show to a kid to get them invested. I remember yeah, I that. Just, this guy just called them with his answer, and I just thought it was funny because okay. it's going to make CP mad. Uh, he didn't listen. Oh, <laughs> I already know this answer. Hey, guys, if I were to get a kid Interested in wrestling, I would show him the Bannock-Schultz NCAA final. <laughs> High scoring, uh, highly skilled, and the crowd was going wild. I was there, believe me. That got me hooked. Guess what? A match you hold, famously called a JV match. Hold on. <laughs> JV match. Those guys, hey, listen, those guys are both on your top 100, Christian. If they're not, you're a moron. Listen. <laughs> Listen, listen to it. I have, I have several things. I've prepared a statement. <clears throat> I've prepared a statement. One. <laughs> one. I, no one is, has ever produced footage of me saying that it is, they were JV. No one Tyler, has ever produced that. Tyler, pull it up. Produce it. But I just say, where's the evidence? I'm currently saying I never said that. Okay? You produce it, and then we can talk about it. One. Two. I completely agree with him. It is a very exciting match. It shows a lot of dynamic stuff. Is it the? I'm not saying we should show the highest skilled match ever. I'm saying what's something entertaining that'll show how cool wrestling is. That'll show a cool crowd. I think it's a great idea. I agree with this guy. I think he's right. Be a great one to show. Now, would it be better if it was a little more modern, so people didn't think matches like this happen only once every 40 years? Maybe that would be helpful. But I think it's a great yeah. choice when you consider all the criteria that I thought would. Would make it good. So yeah, I agree with this guy. Okay. Produce uh, the tapes. <laughs> Produce the tapes. We got another one. We'll get tapes. Um, Chris from Virginia. He asked about Gordon Ryan. This actually, was, this was me. Oh, okay. This is you. Okay. This is me. I, I want to hear what I asked though. Chris hey guys, Price. this is Chris from Virginia. Um, kind of a offbeat question. I've been watching a lot of grappling lately. Thanks you guys have been watching a lot of uh, Gordon Ryan, and I'm just, as a, as a lifelong wrestler, someone who's new to grappling and jiu-jitsu, I'm just kind of confused. What, what am I looking at here when it comes to Gordon Ryan? Is he the greatest grappler, jiu-jitsu player, I guess, which is, to me is an incorrect way of saying it, but is he the best of all time? Um, it, it looks like he is it, it, like a giant cat playing with tiny little mice when he out there, I mean, he is just uh, completely dominating some of the best guys in the world. Um, so, uh, where if, if this were wrestling, where would he be? Would he be a Sajulayev? Would he be a Karelin? Would he be better? Or would he be someone like a, um, 
you know, maybe like a Burroughs or a Snyder, who's one of the greatest uh, of all time, but more so in, in an era rather than, you know, across the board. And then uh, if so, why is he not competing in the UFC or why does he not have interest in competing in the UFC? Because it really seems that he could submit anyone in the UFC at any time, basically at will. So, or is there just a, a big transition going from just pure jiu-jitsu to um, all-around fighting and, and combat? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, hope to get your thoughts, especially Ben, seeing that he's kind of done both. So, uh, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You want to go first, Ben? Sure. Um, I, I, I'm not a grappling expert. So you, you can comment on this specific part if I'm wrong, but I, I do believe a lot of people consider him the best grappler of all time. Um, it maybe would be hard to compare it through eras, but uh, and especially no gi, right? Because he does not do a lot of gi grappling. Um, as far as the UFC or mixed martial arts part, he did sign with one championship. I don't know that he has any interest in fighting. I interviewed him <laughs> I don't know, at, at one of your guys' events a couple of years back. It's, it's a different sport, right? Burrow, well, Burrow's alleged he wants to fight now, but there's he went on a Hawaii, lot of guys who rep Hawaii the other day. Yeah, and said he wants to. He's trying. I think he's trying to drum up some interest to to get some large monetary offers. Is what it appears. Um, but we've had a lot of guys, right? Burrow's, Taylor, Dake, Snyder, who they just want to wrestle. They like wrestling. They're making enough money. They're happy. They don't need to make more money. They don't want to do a different thing. And MMA is a it's a different thing. There's been, I mean, the, the, I guess if you'd say Gordon's rival or, you know, the guy he's got heat with, who's been a multiple time world champion, but they've never competed against Andre Galvao. Galvao did not have a highly successful, uh, mixed martial arts career. Um, he, cause he couldn't really get takedowns. And another one of the, uh, greatest is Hodger Gracie. I think that's probably the other person that people would yeah. argue for also didn't have a great MMA career. Um, the third one would be Marcelo Garcia, who is someone who is, I think, the best of his era. And he also did not have a great MMA career. So there is a big difference. Uh, so Galvao finished his career 5-2. and two. I'll look at Hodger Gracie. It's, it's also not really great. But, yeah, there, there's a huge difference. And if Gordon wanted to do mixed martial arts, I'm sure he would be – if he really wanted to do it bad – I'm sure he would be elite at it, but it would take some time. So Hodger finished eight and two. Yeah. So the the question of what the comp, the comparison for is he Snyder is he Sajalayev? I think he's like Sajalayev in like 2016 right now, where he doesn't have the longevity to say okay, sure, yeah. just add it all up. But he's basically won everything. He's won. ADCC absolute. He's beaten a lot of the best of the best. He has a couple fights he still needs to get to really, I think, ascend to next level. He probably needs to fight Galval. He needs to avenge the Pena loss. But yeah, he's really good. What what you're seeing is that the guy is like, he's super into the process. He has incredible, like, static strength that he can squeeze and, like, hold forever. Mm, and he's got nice. a, he's got a, a kind of like a Ben Askren like schematic advantage. And where he just takes you on these paths that all end in you tapping. So, yeah. um, he, I don't, I, I don't regarding his MMA, I don't think it would be, I don't think it's as uh, seamless a transition. I don't think he's like the crazy fast twitch, uh, like athlete, right? Yes. It's, it's yeah, yeah. slower. Mm -hmm. Big guys, I, I don't know. And he, you can't, and like, if you watch his fights, like, he sits down immediately and scoots at you. Like, if you do that, you can't do that in a yeah. fight, I don't think. Uh, it's, you know, um, you do, I yeah, like, you, I mean, if they engage with you, you could try it. If they don't engage with you, 
um, you know, if they circle away from you, then you're forced to stand up. You, you yeah. could try to squeeze it, and it's happened, and people have engaged. But you, if you were fighting Gordon Ryan and you did that, you'd be a moron. Yeah, exactly. You know, hey, listen, you know, this brings up a debate that I would love to have. I would love to see what your opinion is, Christian. And actually, my Lex Friedman podcast is coming out, I believe, this weekend. Let's and go. something Ooh. I talk with him about because he is a big jujitsu guy, loves wrestling. He wrestled in high school, does judo. But one of the things that I, I struggle with with jujitsu. Okay, and I'm very curious where you guys have fallen this. Um, but so Gordon Ryan does majority just the submission only, right? He doesn't really ever do like a six or seven minute match with points. Like like that's what a wrestling match is, right? It's mm -hmm. Six, seven minute match with points. So one of the things I struggle with with jujitsu is, um, say I were to wrestle Jordan, and we go at EBI, right? Jordan Burroughs. Jordan Burroughs beat me by points almost every single time, okay? But he's not going to pin me. And yeah. so in, in the sense of EBI or those, a lot of those competitions, they would, they would then go to an overtime period at which you both got uh, a cradle, right? Or a pinning combination. Yes. So say Jordan Burroughs beats me uh, four, 14 to 2, but he doesn't pin me, and we go to overtime, and I get a cradle. I, listen, I think if I get a good cradle, I'm probably going to pin him. Okay? If, he let, if he lets me in super tight, there's a, there's a decent chance of that happening. Now, am I better than him? Hell No. I don't think so at all. But that's that's what jujitsu people think. They think, well, if I submitted him, then I'm better than him, right? Or yeah. in a lot of Gordon's cases, like you just go until there's a pin. You just keep going, and if there's no pin, then it's a draw, and we're equally as good. I, I like it. Really drives me crazy because I think in wrestling terms, like, no, we have a good scoring system. And if Jordan Burroughs beats yeah. you fourteen to two, he's a lot better than me, and that's just what we think. What do you think about that? I th yeah, I think you're right. I think actually a lot of people kind of eye roll the like Craig Jones has lost to Mason Fowler like it with like the I think that kind of rule set, but no one yeah. thinks that Craig Jones is not markedly better than Mason Fowler at jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah. So, I think it's is a little bit of an eye roll there with those. Like no one's like, "Oh yeah, he beat him." It's like, "Okay, this is a weird thing where you start with to your point, a cradle locked up." Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think I think wrestling has the benefit of just our scoring system and rules just make way more sense than jujitsu. And whereas like it's not as nuanced, even though I know wrestling fans are probably like it's super nuanced. What are you talking about? It's like, man, some of the jujitsu stuff well, like, is is a lot more confusing. In wrestling, clearly being on top <clears throat> is a dominant position. You can still like attack from the bottom mm -hmm. in jujitsu. So it's yeah. not like it, it being on top. Well, obviously, there is dominant positions, but you can like you can still pin or tap somebody from bottom in jujitsu from your back. So. It's like Gordon's entire yeah. thing. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the argument I make with jujitsu is that in in wrestling, the highest point value thing is near fall, and because the thing we value the most is is the pin. So if you're almost going to pin them, you get the most amount of points. Mm -hmm. um, where in jujitsu, submissions generally aren't scored. Um, or maybe you get an advantage or something. And so that really throws it off because, and I, so then I, you know, I, I know, I understand the difficulty in scoring a near submission because what is a near submission? Exactly. I get it. But that's where, if you, if you found a way to actually structure a scoring system where there's a near submission, then, um, I think you would end up with, uh, more interesting results because when I think of in, in like, uh, in Gordon Ryan terms of these longer matches with pin only, 
Like that's and and then you right you you brought up the fact that he's kind of like a little more slow twitch can squeeze a lot, which mm-hmm. me like I think shit if you if you gave me as much time as I wanted and we did pin only like I think I mean I don't know about now but in my prime I think I could have been world champion right that was for sure and so you know you're essentially changing the structure of what the sport is by changing the rules you know you're making it more slow twitched advantage where. A, a, a fast, explosive guy who gives me trouble. If you give me twenty minutes, I'm gonna gas him out so hard. Yeah, twenty minutes. I mean, I gas some some of them Russians. I gas some of them out in four minutes, right? Two two minute periods. Yeah, yeah. No, they give me twenty. They're dead. We were talking about. So we're doing this reality show at Flowgrab. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the. I can't. Believe, I can't wait for you guys to see it. You all should watch it. It's gonna be. I don't want. Can't give away too much, but there is a no time limit submission component to it and um we had Bader and I just talking about how could, could what could you do could you do this in wrestling pin only it's like uh I not really but um it could lead to some very long and boring <clears throat> matches it could so I don't Cause, I don't think so because I think if you would uh, I mean unless that so okay so obviously that, that that's what wrestling was originally right yeah if we go far enough back and if we go Hackenschmidt versus uh, what was it? Gotch, right back. Mm-hmm. Some of those. Uh, I Frank think that match Iowa, Humboldt, Iowa. Humboldt, Iowa, baby. I think that I think that match lasted two hours. That being said, um, and it was, I, I know Suriano, Suriano fix lasted thirty ish minutes, and they probably weren't close to pinning each other because they could barely take each other down. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel, but obviously in in that in that in that system, they're worried about the points. And so they're less willing to take risk. But I feel like in, in 30 to 45 minutes, which obviously I understand is a long time, but it's not multiple hours. Like, I know my advantage, if I'm thinking about this logically, my advantage is to gas them out. If I get mm-hmm. tired, they're going to get more tired, generally speaking. So if I push the pace, like, one of us is going to almost fall over by 30 to 45 minutes. Like, literally, we're not going to have enough energy left. We're just going to fall over, you know, get pinned. Um, probably the other person, hopefully. So yeah, so I th- I think I don't think they would take as long unless both guys had this I don't know, like agreement to not um, take very many chances. Here's here's what I think another difference is every jujitsu practice you're practicing submissions. Are you practicing wrestling pinning combinations every practice? I think it's in the fabric. Some of people rest- are. I yes, yeah, some are. Some aren't though. I think a lot are. I think yeah. a lot are just focusing on takedowns, defense. How do you win the match? How how you how you win a a college or a freestyle match. Like that's where the yeah. focus is. Yeah. And the pinners maybe focus a little bit on, it, but a lot of people just don't. So I think that's a main difference in, in Christian, the- who are you going to give me a 30 minute pin only match with? Hmm. Pin only. Would you do a, would you do a, a, a grappling match against a not elite grappler? Uh, I don't really know. I'm, I don't really interest anymore just cause I don't spend any time doing that. I'm at the wrestling Academy also every single day. And I do, I do zero, I've done zero jujitsu since my competitive career is over. So I would, I would have to divert my life to do uh, grappling and I still want to do that. If you give me 30 okay. minutes, pin, pin, pin only, I'd wrestle, I'd wrestle in that. <laughs> Sounds okay. like fun. Who, who would, who would be a good candidate? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <no>. Yeah. <laughs> he would do it. Um, I don't know if he would do it. I don't know if he should do it. I don't know if he would want to do it. Cause like. To my hey, point, I took an ass whooping. Yeah, I don't know took, if I'm gonna get him tired though. He doesn't. I, that's he, what I'm saying, he, Ben. He's got like one yeah. of the best tanks ever. 
Yeah, it's really funny for him because a lot of people, and let's, I, I think people think about it incorrectly. Um, a lot of people, they view him um, as, as super explosive, which he does have some explosive options, but he's not as, in my opinion, not as explosive as everyone thinks he is. And I think it's evidenced by his his gas tank. His gas tank is, is really good. I mean, he's probably gassed more people out than just blowing people off the mat in the last five years. For I sure. agree with that completely, completely. Yeah, because if th- think about how many of his matches materialized with him like losing going into the break or being very close, and then he's went like the more explosive, dynamic athlete would almost always have the advantage in the earlier periods. Yeah, for but sure. that's not yes. that's not the case with him. He's not the case. really just tougher than most of his he is his that. opponents. He is tougher, and he is crazy. I mean, he can do some crazy stuff. I, yeah, he's got great positioning. Um, his gas tank is great. Everyone has to, they, you know, he does have good attacks. And then the other thing about his attacks is, and I think another underrated thing, right? Cause some people, they think about wrestling too simply, but if you think about how strong he is, once he gets to the leg, you know, like mm-hmm. that position where his back is up and strong, whether it's a single leg or a double leg, like he's so strong under there that people know if he, if he gets there, he's going to be hard to stop from some type of score. Um, so in, in that essence, they have to really respect his fakes. And so that, you know, when, when you're off balance because you're respecting someone's fakes so much, that makes you tired also, right? So he has this ability to be super efficient in what he's doing also. Yeah. People in the chat want you to go 30-minute pin-only match with Gas Tank Gary Ooh. and Wade Chalice. <laughs> Those are interesting, interesting opponents. Wade Chalice, there we go. I want to see, Love hey, you it. know what, I want to see. Blake says uh, he's old, but you had a hip replace, so... Yeah, Wade's really old. Yeah, he's, he's, yes. I, think he's I wish there was more film of Wade Chalice and Gene Mills. I, you know, obviously two of the greatest pinners ever. Uh, that would be. Um, Surely really you've seen Gene Mills NCAA Finals match, which was like a football. Uh, the one it's against um, uh, the Syracuse. No, no, he's Syracuse. Yeah, Gonzalez from Cal State Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a bunch of switches and rever- it's like the most tons of reversals. Wild! It's freaking wild. It's a wild match. Um, yes, that'd be a good one to show people too. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I guess just like um, when we think about Gordon Ryan, it is uh, obviously being great at jujitsu, specifically the longer time frame matches. To your point, is a little bit of a different skill set than it would take to be good at mixed martial arts, or even even a short, really short. Uh, I mean, can you imagine Musakayev in a, in a thirty minute pin only? I mean, he'd be dead by like minute eight. Man. You know, we would we would not be talking about Musakayev as one of the best guys. In, I mean, he is one of the best guys in the world under the current rule set. But if you did thirty minutes pin only, not so uh, much for him. Bye bye, little Sebastian. I don't know. Yes. I'm anti thirty minute pin match. At, well, I'm just saying what, what, that, pin that's what match. That, 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 that's a bad idea in my opinion. But do you, you understand what I'm saying, JD? Is that's what that's what jujitsu grappling currently yeah. is. That's kind of the way they determine who the best in the world is. Yes. A little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, Which, also speaking of Musakayev, he's going to be wrestling on the next um, Russian Wolnik card against uh, Shakayev, which is very who's, nice. Who is the 65 rep for well, what, Russia, right? Yes. What did you call it? The Russian what? It's called Wolnik is the name of the like league. Wolnik? It's this new, yeah, it's this new league. They're starting a bunch of matches. Cal Snyder and Jason Nolf are going to wrestle on it. Uh, Snyder's going to wrestle Zabrailov. He won bronze in 20, 
Uh, I forget what year. But he, he's pretty solid. Um, that'll be a fun one. Jason Knowles wrestling Sabalov, mm. which will be interesting, right. obviously. Sitikov is wrestling Kadimagomedov and Zamalov. That is very nice. Whoa. Yes. And Sajlaev is wrestling Nerov, who won bronze in 2019. Okay. Nice. Uh, there's some other ones too, but those are, those are the. Uh, is the it big just ones, like obviously. a card? It's not a tournament, right? It's just a card since these It's just a card. Stars. It's like an all star duel matchup. Got it. Is this something that's going to happen on a regular basis, or is this? Uh, it, this isn't the first in... one. I don't know if they're. So it seems like they're trying to make it a regular thing. Got um, it. But yeah, I don't well, know. I saw tickets went on sale yesterday, so you can go if you want. Uh, okay. I will. I have first plane ticket. I'll book. And I, I was talking to some people um, while I was at U twenty threes too, and they were saying. The way they make the bulk of this money is through sports gambling, which I thought was interesting. Okay. Wait, who? Who? The the organization that's yes, because they the yes they allow people to Wolnick? bet on it, but like bets go through them or whatever. Hmm. All right, we we got an email question for Ben. Um, Randy Goldsworthy wants to know what Ben said to Chris Pendleton after his sophomore NCAA finals match. Uh, I don't remember. It was, I mean, it was something positive. Um, you know, I, I obviously, I appreciated the rivalry because it, it made me significantly better. Uh, you know, I didn't, didn't appreciate that he gave me 87% of my college losses, but the, I mean, the, the, the preparation to try to beat him obviously made me significantly better as a wrestler. So I appreciate that part of it. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was at the time though. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Did you talk to Coach John Smith after that at all? How much I don't did you think talk I, I mean, with I was, him about that rivalry? Almost none. I talked to my other wrestling stuff after much after the fact, but not not really about the rivalry at all. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I would now that I, if I go if I could have went back, I would uh, not that young, but like maybe right after college. I I would and I think I considered it maybe, but the rivalry was a little too strong. But I really would have loved to spend some time in the wrestling room with John Smith because obviously he is one of the best wrestling brains America's ever had. So I you know I really would have enjoyed picking his brain, and I never got the opportunity to do that. Yeah, that'd have been fun conversations. That'd to hear. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for you. Anything else before we get to some other questions? The traditionals? Uh, no, let's go traditionals. Okay, traditionals only. So we want to know if we want to finish the best of the decade, uh, best of the decade to never win a title segment. Uh, I think Wait. we should finish that. Oh, yeah. We did that? We did like two, we did three weights or something. We did three weights and we stopped. It's one of many abandoned uh. segments. Um it happens. It happens sometimes, you know? Yeah, that, that one was hard, too, because then NCAA season started, and I was traveling, and yeah, yeah. excuses are for yeah. horses. There you go. Yeah, no, no excuses. I know. Making excuses. Um, next question. What's the best wrestling shoe out right now? We'll always be Ruans. Hey, the aggressors are just... <laughs> Just uh, definitely one of the rudest models. Yeah, the <laughs> rudest aggressors. I don't know. I like. I mean, in, in all fairness, Rudis is putting out more new cool shoes than any wrestling company has ever done in the history. Rudis of is on a hot streak. Yeah, they got the hot. blades. Mm-hmm. 
Burroughs. Jordan Burroughs. <laughs> well, we talked about that one. I know. I was just a, a more yep. new yes. thing. Uh, but yeah. I've never the, – the aggressors are my favorite shoe ever. I can't say I've ever worn – I haven't worn many other – I haven't tried – I've tried some other companies. I won't say who they are because it'll make it sound like I'm bad-mouthing them, but – for me, the aggressor is the best shoe. Which is basically the same as the Rulon. It is the Rulon, but they don't call it that anymore. Um, but yeah, they're great. Do you ever wear those, Ben? Uh, you know Are what? You I allowed am not to acknowledge. Shoes? If you sent me a picture, I would tell you what I, what if I wore them. Because I don't even, when you say Rulons, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I don't really know names of shoes. So if you showed me, I know there was a couple pair of, Asics while I was in college because that was who Mizzou was sponsored by that I really liked that the they Matt did Flex. not continue. That's the they didn't show. continue to make. It's it wasn't the kale. the kale. I know we have the kales. I didn't really like those all that much. If you guys had sent, showed me pictures right now, okay, let's see. I see some pictures on the screen. Well, the no, the bottom none of left, those. I, I never had those. The Rulons. Never this had is the those. classic. I had the red and black ones. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You really do hate it. I don't believe I've ever you had those. Get, you can't just go with the... My school colors were red. What do you mean? No, you just... So it was one of the ones... That they had like the double Velcro and the zipper, and um, it, it was it was really good. But yeah, I, I don't... They didn't make them for very long. So people yeah. must not... Other people must not have liked them. I don't but know I about did. zippers on shoes. Mm. I had the Kales when I was young, too, and I liked yeah, those. Yeah, I had the... I had a couple versions. I had the two. They were, they were actually really good. I, I had the... One and three. I don't think I had the two. I think I wore those for so long that that just eventually they just completely blew out. I still have them for some reason. I think <laughs> Henry. I think Henry Cejudo signed them or something. I forget why I haven't thrown them. Out. Boom. Triple C. Tri- triple C. This was before he was triple C. He was a single C. He was just. Uh, he was just an Olympic, a mere Olympic champion. That's it. Yes. Okay. So that was shoe talk. Talking. What about shoes. what about Siowa? His oh. question. Uh, it doesn't seem to be much juice with the Iowa State program besides Carr. Dresser inherited a mess and turned around quickly. But the goal at Iowa State has to be co- to compete for trophies every year. What read do you have on the program? Any program that doesn't have a lot of juice, it normally stems from recruiting struggles. And there have been a lot of seasons where they've recruited really well. And then there have been some where they've, had, they've missed on some guys. And when they've got big recruits, they've done reasonably well. Losing Gomez hurt, but he was a... He was a KJ recruit originally. Carr is still. That's uh, also an interest or like a different one because he retired, and then decided to come back. Like, it wasn't just a okay, I'm transferring now type deal. Yeah, that was a weird one. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's not not a typical. Just not not a traditional. Yeah. I mean, transfer. The the other thing I guess I would bring up with this is, I feel like this is gen. Um, I don't say a general trend, but it's something that happens. So like you think about NC State, um, you know, Gwiz came, Gwiz came in and obviously had a high level of success, but the rest of their team was, I don't want to say average, but but they kind of brought them all up to being like kind of good. And then it took a while to get to that next step, right? And that's kind of what we've seen with Iowa State. I think it was after two years, they had all 10 NCAA qualifiers, I think, up, you know, that up from like mm-hmm. four or something to that effect. And now the next step obviously would be to take that, Right, take them to the next level where they're not just all qualifying, but where a lot of them are competing to all American. That only takes a couple more years, and I think this recruiting class they have is good. I can't remember if the last one was really good, but the one they're having this year is really it's really solid. Correct? It's solid, and they're in on some other guys as well. Um, they're already starting twenty twenty three class. They got Noctaburn. 
Um, mm-hmm. Was that last week? Yeah. So, and, and you know, Iowa high school was down a handful of years ago, and now with Seabolt and Big Game and other clubs, it's yeah. starting to produce a little more high-level recruits. So maybe Iowa State will reap the benefits of that as well as Iowa, because Iowa obviously yes. is. So it's it's interesting because I, I think you maybe take for granted, okay, he started at Virginia Tech and he and, and Roby built it up and then they got this thing going. But that took time. It took a lot of time. And certainly Iowa State was starting at a better point than he started with the Virginia mm-hmm. Tech when the program was yeah. almost completely eliminated. But I still think it does take some time and he was able to get a big gun with, with David Carr. But I think there's just a, it it's not a it's not an overnight thing. I Dresser's Dresser's a great coach, but it, maybe part of it is like, you know, the Iowa State is probably a, is a blue blood. It's on the short list for blue blood uh, wrestling programs, the NCAA. But now, is does that matter as as much as it used to? Is a question I have. Now he's got the financial support of the of the administration that that that's a huge advantage. But like, do here's here's my question and what what I'm getting at. Does an elite High school recruit look at Virginia Tech and Iowa State all that differently as a, as a wrestling school. Do they look at NC State or Iowa State all that differently? Do they even look at Princeton or Iowa State all that differently? I'm not well, sure. Well, are you just saying you mean you're saying you're just taking out the historical context of the success that Iowa State's had? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, do they view do they view them as a place like I will get I will be able to get much better. To, at Iowa State than I can at this ACC school or at this place. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think there's – I mean, so obviously NC State and Virginia Tech are hot and they're having tons of success recruiting um, and they have things going for them. But I think you saw this with Missouri too. And now Missouri, I would say, is now more established because they've finished in the top ten how many times in the last whatever. But when they are coming up, they, people didn't view them as, you know – Oh, this is a really good program where I'm almost, you know, almost guaranteed to have success because of the historical success. Mm-hmm. Now, Iowa State, they're kind of there's a big gap now between when the last time they got a trophy was how long ago? Nine. I mean, it's been nine or maybe maybe, maybe KJ Eight? got one late. Um, maybe KJ got one. In, no, no way. Or late, late in. Uh, I guess I was it would be early in his career, but like. Late to, to 20, 2009, 2010. Well, era. so obviously when Kale when left, uh, when Kale left in, what do you do, 2008, right? Mm-hmm. I think they had a couple of trophies and they had a really good team. So maybe, maybe it was one more year. But so now it's been Nine. 12 years. We'll say 12. Nine. So we'll say 12 years since they've had a trophy. So now it's like you're getting to that point. And so, like, you know, another program I feel similarly about is Oklahoma. You know, for a while, it was just like, hey, if you go to Oklahoma, you're going to be really good. But now it's been so long yes. since they've been good. I think a lot of people are not thinking of them that way. So, you know, if you're one of those historically good programs, you do have to kind of maintain that success. Otherwise, it, that's, that, that, that feeling that's what I'm saying. Away. Like, do people yeah. look I – mean, yeah. I mean, Ben, if you're, if you're talking to a, a student athlete, are you weighing the, tra- the tradition of – Iowa State and Oklahoma any differently than like a UNI, whereas they're not a traditional power, but they're they're proven that they can really compete. Or a Wyoming, or a, you know, there's a lot of yeah sort of programs that are um, they have a lot of success, maybe beyond what you would normally expect they would have wrestling success. Yeah, I, I guess that's my point. 
is these kids yeah. they're they're it's it's all about what are you doing right now, right? And I think correct. Well, tradition. I don't think tradition recruits like it used to. Maybe that's the word. Sure. I've, I've been so well, like o- Oklahoma, and I- Iowa, Oklahoma State, and Iowa. Obviously, both of those programs have had a few years where they didn't measure up to historical standards of what mm-hmm. that program was, right? And I and because it wasn't that many years, I don't think it really hurt them, right? It was it was only a couple of years. And so they were still able to continue, but had those years been further apart, you know, I, you know, another one I think of that's probably will fit in a similar category as Oklahoma and obviously is now, is now Minnesota, you know, if Minnesota now it's been a while since mm-hmm. they've been challenging. Um, I think people still think of them as very high up, but if we go, I don't know, three or four more years without a trophy, they're going to probably feel the same way about Minnesota. Yeah, very possibly. So, Good discussion. Yeah. There. I, I think it's yeah. I think I think the historical success has um, some counts for something because you know the idea. I think the other way to think about this, Christian, is that you know kids generally become fans of wrestling. I would say in middle schools, kind of when they really start paying attention and following. So if you're a sixth through eighth grader, you're not graduating from high school for um, you know somewhere between five and seven years. And so, you know, if, if we're in 2021 right now and I'm watching a team win NCAAs and I'm a sixth through eighth grader, I'm not going to be recruited till 2028. So if I become a huge fan of whatever program and then I get the chance to be recruited by them and it's the same coach that I've been a fan of, I mean, that, that's going to count for something. Yes, completely agree. Um, let's do one more question. Um, okay. Okay, this one is about uh, it's from Kevin Mulder. I just bought tickets to the uh, Michigan versus Penn State duel in January. At this point in time, who wins oh, between nice. Paris and Kirkfleet? That's a great question because Paris killed him last year. Yes, big time. It, it, so you have to ask, is, is he that much better? But he beat him in freestyle. Um. He did, but man, but he I'm worked saying, it last year. So yeah. listen, I'm saying I'm saying Kirk looked great in his first duel, which makes me it would make me question had I had I just watched the match last year in, in folk style, obviously, mm-hmm. I'd say Paris, no pro, no problem. And especially because Paris has had this upside where he's he's went like this, you yeah. know, up and to the right. But now now yeah, I, I don't know. It's gonna be a tough one. Do you think Paris is Who are you like you know the first Paris. Yeah, the first two years of Mason's career, we we talked a lot about his trajectory. Do you think he's plateaued a little bit? I mean, it's we'll going to be impossible for him to maintain that. But you know, it's impossible for him to maintain that same trajectory. Right. The trajectory he showed from his true freshman year to the next year is preposterous. Was absurd. Um, yeah. So, exactly. but I mean, this is a guy who wasn't even sure if he was going to wrestle in college mm-hmm. um, until his senior year of high school or whatever. He thought maybe he was going to play football. So we'll learn a lot this year because we're going to, get to see him against. We'll see how if Cassiope and Kirkfleet narrow the gap or even pass him. I don't expect that to happen. We'll see if he gets any closer to Gable. I wouldn't expect that to happen either. And. Um, then we'll get to see the measuring stick of Gwiz again because we have to figure he's going to continue to try to make world teams. He split with Gwiz last year, and then he was really dominated in in the world team trials. So we'll see what's next uh, for, for Mason, if he's going to continue to improve and improve. He's still pretty young. Uh, but I think Paris is, yeah. is the favorite there. He also asked about Micic versus Lee. 
I'm actually that's really interested match. in that. That's a fun match. I, I think, I honestly kind of think Mitic can win this. Uh, maybe that's a, a quake take. I don't know if he matches up great against every 41, but I see him able to, he's going to wrestle really well on the tie. He's a really good hand fighter. He's going to be able to get to elbows, get to legs, finish. Now, there is a, there's a possibility he's just not big enough for this weight, but I don't think he'd go yeah. there if he didn't think he could really compete there either. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Hey, I accidentally logged off uh, <laughs> to VMix. I, I was searching Mason Paris's, and I did in the wrong window. Um, WrestleStat. So can I can I comment on the Mason Paris thing real quick uh, one more time before we go to the next match? I'll allow it. <laughs> Thanks, Judge. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, so obviously we talked about his progression, but when you look at his WrestleStat, thirty-three and nine as a as a true freshman, which was good, but then. Right, the next two years, he's a combined forty and three. Uh, all three losses coming to the Olympic champion Gable. But so between years one and years two, years two he has that. I know it's not as competitive as a score, but eight six match with Gable. Right, it was it was kind of yeah. competitive. And then the next year he does, but he loses twelve four and eight four the following year. Right, and this is I. So I feel like Gable almost kind of was flat and then boom went like this or, you know, or not as much. And then Gable kind of hit a, I think there was something in his head that Gable said, I got a freaking another level I can give. Yeah. And for Gable, it went like this. He flipped the um, switch. He definitely flipped the switch. So Mason Paris now between, so between 2019 and 2020 was a huge up. And then it, I want to say it kind of leveled off a little bit the, the next year. Um, you know, he was still getting better, but maybe not, at the same rate so now it'll be interesting to see you know is there more he can give and maybe kirk fillet i suck at his his name's freaking the worst name ever to say anyways think of he's had he's had kind of a uh you know a a steady rise but remember how good we thought he was going to be right away and Mm -hmm. now it's been a while since he graduated high school and so it'll be interesting to see if he's hitting this up now right is he hitting this where he's had something in his mind and said, I'm going to take this a little more seriously. I want to be really good at this because I think we thought out of high school that he could just be a freaking animal. And now it's taken, what year do you graduate? 2019, 2018? I think he's class of 2019. 2019. So now uh, so this will be his fourth, uh, what, third year out of high school. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes. Truly. Um, Mitchell first Lee, yeah. do you give do you give Mitchell a shot there? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. for sure. Me too. I, I'm, a, but I still am. I'm assuming that if he's going 41, he's big enough for 41. Yeah, which then makes me think, holy crap, he must be cutting a lot of weight for one, 125, essentially in the Olympics, right? 57, yeah. and that makes me think then is he then going to go? Maybe he goes 61 for a couple of years and then bumps up to 65 eventually. I hope so. Um, I hope he goes 61 yeah. at least. 61 for sure. He'll be he'll be so much better there. Yeah, uh, so yes. much better. Also a question about Brucky versus uh Max Dean. That's fun. That is fun. This is a great duel. It's a really, really great duel. We should go hang out. Where is it Michigan or Penn State? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I feel like it's Michigan, but I don't know. Man, if Penn State has Michigan and uh Iowa on the road, that's a pretty rough schedule. It is home. Home. Wow. Ooh, so Penn State's Michigan. got their two toughest duels on the road. 
January twenty first, a Friday. And so they go back. So they go back to back weeks. Twenty first, Michigan. Twenty eighth, Iowa. Well, that's gonna be a fun seven day stretch. Oh baby, and then Ohio State. Well, Ohio State's not that great this year, I guess. Yeah, that won't be as competitive. Tickets are only six bucks. Six bucks. Wrestling tickets are dirt cheap. Well, that's got- freaking Iowa. I hold on. Iowa needs to raise their prices because I looked. <laughs> Iowa season tickets, I think, are like eighty-five dollars. I was eighty dollars, eighty-five dollars or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then at the same, at the exact same point in time, at the exact same point in time, if you went and searched for Iowa's Penn State tickets. The cheapest one was like 140, so you could have totally arbitraged the situation and went and bought a hundred season tickets. No, I didn't do this; this went too much work. Uh, went and bought a hundred season tickets, and then turned around and sold those hundred tickets. Well, I don't think you're allowed to buy a hundred, but yeah, at least make a bunch of fake names. Come on, you yeah, that's true. That. Man, you thought sure. a lot about this. Well, I no, I didn't think not about enough to to actually go do it, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed ridiculous that you could buy a whole set of season tickets for that much, and then you could go sell the one one of the six or seven tickets. Ben, yeah. do you see they released NCA tickets and they only did single session? What is that about? Wait, what? You couldn't buy tickets in bulk. Like you couldn't just say, "I want." Wait, oh, why not? Pay X amount. You you can't just pay two hundred bucks for a all session. How do you know you're gonna get the same? How do you know you get the same seat every session? I don't know. I didn't try and buy them. I, I just saw people complaining. As well. That's really strange because ge- generally when you buy NCAA tickets, it comes and you get a pack and it has all six and you have the sessions. And I don't know if they plan to, at a future date, do that, but as of right now, you can only buy single session tickets. I've got a, uh, I, as a, as a Iowa Wild. season, a season really ticket weird. holder, if anyone wants a Princeton ticket, I will just give it to them. Just let me know. Hit <laughs> me up. You need at least do a giveaway contest on Twitter or something. No, I don't care. Just first first person. Early bird gets the worm. That's what I believe. That's how, the contest. How are they going to hit you up? You're saying text? Um... Um, I'll give you my cell phone. Hold on here. So you're giving your cell phone number out online? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh... Uh, some scumbags in wrestling like to distribute that, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I won't do it. Um, so let's, let's call it a show. It's taco time. Ready for taco Taco time. I'm going to go make a taco for myself. Okay. Ooh. Ben, thank you. JD, thank you. JD, good show. Good show. Hey, you know what? There's 200 for a solid show. There's more where that came from. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back Thursday. That's tomorrow. Less than 24 hours from now. We'll talk about the weekend. We'll talk about UNC versus Nebraska. Hope you guys watch that. See you guys later.